Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You stop and you want to see it and you want to know more and you go in and you test the products and what happens? Don't tell me. Everybody goes, oh, look how young you look. Look how pretty you look. Oh, look, isn't, doesn't that look great on you? And I'm looking at it like I wouldn't walk out of my home looking like this. This is the plaintiff, Evelyn Farrington. She says she was charged for 12 facials by the defendant without her authorization. The guy's running a scam, and she's here to sue for the $1,162.46 he stole from her. This is the defendant, Benito Malul. He says the woman came into his spa and paid for 12 facials at the discounted price of $1,000. Nobody forced her to give her credit card. He gives no refunds and owes this double-crossing woman zero. He's accused of refusing to do an about-face. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session and the Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay. Ms. Farrington, you are suing Mr. Malul's company, which is uh, like a yeah, spa? Sell, what is it? Yeah, I sell facial product, facial services, and creams. Okay. Yep. You are suing them for $1,162.46 that you want returned to you for items that you say they inappropriately charged you for that you never ordered. Am I right? Correct. Tell me what happened with the defendant's company. Go ahead. Sure. On A23, I went to the South Shore Mall. Upon approaching the defendant's store, I observed several employees outside of the store demonstrating products. What kind Upon of products? Getting, um, well, once I got there, I was stopped by a gentleman, a sales representative, that he introduced me to an eye cream, which I have right here. Okay. He um, informed me that if I was to buy this eye cream, I would get a complimentary product along with a complimentary facial. Okay. So we proceeded. I so are they, the are they like out there trying to stop people who are walking in the mall? Exactly. I run exactly. when that happens. When, when, when people do that to me, lady, right, right. lady, um, lady, you're yeah, so beautiful. You Come on. You know, like you just want to sell me some. But so, so it's a marketing tool and right. this is America. You stop and you want to see it and you want to know more and you go in and you test the products and what happens? Don't tell me. Everybody goes, oh, look how young you look. Look how pretty you look. Oh, look, isn't, doesn't that look great on you? And I'm looking at it like I wouldn't walk out of my home looking like this, you know, but not you. You loved everything and, and you liked it. And what happened? 
No, you bought it in the... Hold on. No, Mr. Malul, you don't talk at the same time. I'll give you the floor when she's done. All right, so go on. Okay. So I was waiting for the one that does the facial. So then when he arrived, he brought in an iPad, which he placed right in front of my face as I was laying flat. He wanted to introduce me to some products, their skincare line and their device. Yeah, there's no free So ride. he left. Yeah, so it's like I got a, like that. A, like a timeshare. Oh, no, just come in. All you got to do is sit there and listen to our timeshare pitch. And then four days later, you're still there listening to the pitch. Okay, go ahead. So I was a little surprised by that. You know, I thought that he was going to come in and start on the facial, but he didn't. He gave me the iPad. I laid down and watched the iPad uh, for 10 or 15 minutes. He came back and checked in with me. He said, how are things going? How do you like the device? I told him I was not interested. I was like, and then he proceeded to tell me about the benefits of this product, which cost $2,000. And I said, no, I'm not interested. He then proceeded to tell me about facial packages, starting point of $8,000. I told him, no, Wait, I'm not interested. what are interested. they doing for $8,000? You can get a facelift. I don't know, but it was facial packages that okay. he started at $8,000. I was like, I can't afford that. Okay. And I told him, I'm not interested in that. I just came in did for you my get complimentary a facial. Did you facial. get a complimentary facial? Like 45 minutes later, because he kept selling me this... Um, facial package. He went from 8,000 to 7,000. Every time I said no, he kept decreasing the price. So before he proceeded to actually do the, it was actually a face mask. It was in the usual facial that you get at the usual stores that I go to. So that was a little different for me. Um, so he put the mask on and uh, he said, what if I was to give you this facial package along with the free uh, skincare device? I told him, no, thank you. I told you as before, that I'm not interested in getting a facial package. Then uh, he calculated 12 sessions of divided by $1,062, which came up to $88. He was like, what if it was $88 for an upcoming facial? And I said, you know, that's something I could consider. So he immediately went to the register and he was like, what day you want to come? So then he booked it and he said, do you have your credit card? I give him credit my credit card. card. For what? I don't know, but I was confused and puzzled and just I'm wanted sorry, to get out. I'm sorry, but you just said that's usually, you know, it's not the kind of facials I normally get. Okay, so you know how to get facials. You know, you know how to pay for that service. You know the service it is. You don't pay until after the service is done. So what is it you're, you're paying for at that moment, do you think? I was thinking that he was charging me the $88 for, for the a future facial. facial for the- but you know that that's not how life works. When you get a service like that, which you tell me you've gotten... Okay, you Mm -hmm. know that you pay after the service. See, this is important because what happens at that moment that you're going to try to explain away to me? So I didn't notice what I signed and I left the store. And what did you sign? Because you noticed now you know exactly what you signed. I surely did. Right. What did you sign? What did you sign? So I was charged for one thousand sixty two dollars and forty six cents for 12 facial packages. Right. Which would be the $88 a month or whatever it is, but it's all at once. And you sign this receipt, which basically has one figure on it. It's very big. And it says $1,062.46. And your signature is right underneath it. But you don't know what you signed? Are you sure it isn't that you changed your mind after you left and you figured out that this might be a little bit of a ripoff and maybe you couldn't afford it and it was a bad idea and what did I do? Because it's pretty hard for me to think that you are so naive that you're paying today for a service next month 
when you get, you are a person who gets services because you told me that's not the common facial. So you didn't just fall off a turnip truck. You've gotten facials. You know how this works. You know you pay afterwards. And there is your signature right under $1,062. Now, Mr. Malul, your version yes. is she changed her mind and there's no, oh, by the way, what does it say right under that? No, no, refunds. no refunds. Exchange only in 14 days. So, Mr. Malou, when do you hear from Ms. Farrington that, oh, you guys are predatory marketers and I, uh, I want out because, well, you are, you kind of are. I just, say, I, as far as I'm concerned, this is America and we are a capitalistic society and everybody needs to connect their brain cells. But go ahead, Mr. Malou, let me hear from you because it's kind of distasteful. Um, how how, do, how um, often do people pay $10,000 for facials? Because I really got to be better for, um, to myself, apparently. Just to let you know, this, this device over here costs $6,000. Why? This is how it goes. Because it's a blue light therapy that researched by NASA, and we are the only machine that FDA cleared plus as a medical device. And I see you, you do makeup, you do things, you do lipstick. Oh, I do. do oh, them. honey, I do a lot more than makeup. I, I, I am. Not, if I could bathe in Botox, I would bathe in Botox. All right? I am Trust not shy me. about it. But let's, let's, I would never pay $6,000 for a machine that relies on no, me to do pay. it. I mean, I you wouldn't pay, pay if I went to. But yeah, but why are you nodding? You're the one who's willing <laughs> to pay $1,000 for facials. Listen, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just. How often do people pay six grand for that machine? Let me explain. I just answer my it's question. How often do people every day? Every, every day, day you sell a six thousand dollar machine. Every day. every day, and I want to show you. I don't know. Every if day you sell a six thousand dollar machine. I don't buy that. That you sell it every day. No, I will send to that, uh, or I, I'm gonna send you the. No, the you're not sending me. Don't send me any products. I'm telling you, you right be, now. You will be my customer. I'm not interested. I'm not gonna customer. be your customer. I want to be very clear. I'm not customers of any of my litigants. So no. Here's what I want to okay. try to understand. Mr. Malou, my understanding of your legal position is that she bought it yeah. and that she signed it and that she just changed her mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's saying she never she's about. saying you defrauded her, your your representative defrauded her and cheated her and she never bought this. Just not correct because she gets received and she signed about it and nobody forced her to buy it like she can say no like she say all the time no 2000 no 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 she can sell the 1000 no and leave the store nobody gonna run after her and also evelyn before she even get get to me she don't even try to talk with me she go directly to the big um to the better bureau business to the better BBB business before bureau she and and actually better that's interesting because i want to talk to you about that i see all of the so, text between you. Hold on. No, you one second. I see all of the text between you guys. And I see that at some point it appears that you asked her, drop the Better Business Bureau complaint in return for what? What were you going to do for her? I will, I will give her from the top just for good faith because I don't need customers that are not happy because I care for my customer. I basically care for my client. I tell her, listen, you know what? I give you 60% back. I will give you more products. I cannot give you full refund because it's not with the policy. And I have it in record, uh, by the way, Evelyn, I have it in email to you. $637 she's supposed to get in a as, a, as a resolution to the $1,000 she paid. Um, this is and what then you what, hold would in she would get 600 back and what, still do the facials? And she get, no, she get product in the worth of $400. Products so worth 400 yeah. All right. So she, now, what did you I'm think had been worked out that caused you to call the Better Business Bureau? What did you think they were going to do for you, Ms. Farrington? Mr. Malul told me that he wasn't aware of this incident and that he deeply apologized. 
He reported that this manager has been doing this to several of his customers, overcharging people in order to get commission. And he said he was not okay with that. He already had several complaints already filed on the Better Business Bureau. And he said, this is not good for my business. He asked me to please close the BBB and he will fully refund me. Do you have that in writing? I don't have that in writing, but I do have a text message dating back to October. Is this it? Yes, it is, ma'am. Okay. Like I stated before, you sign on the receipt, not me. And you agreed for $1,115.63 charge that been made by your signature. On top, I explained and give you the best explanation I can. We suspended Laurel from work because of your case. And as a good faith, we willing to refund you $1,115 and charge you $88.63 like you've been promised. Just as a good faith, we don't have to do this as well. And you can go and do what you want as a consumer. So she's saying that you're supposed to change the charge to 8863. What did you think you said in here? So what I'm trying to say is basically we're going to break it down for you for payments. Why didn't you say that? Because that's not in here. Why didn't you say that? Excuse me? Where is that in here? You just heard me read that. No, and charge you 88.63 per month. Where's the per month? Where's the per month? No, because this is... Where's the per month in the letter? Stop and listen to my question. Please let me explain. First tell me if per month is in there. It's not say per month, okay? Right. They are 11.15. If I break it down for 88.63, it's 12 months. Right. So can you agree with me that your email or, or text was a little less than clear because you didn't add the words per month? My English is not my first language. No, so I know. Maybe you're right. It's not right. my first language, so right. I write it by myself. I try to be super. And you can ask Evelyn. She was surprised that I'll give her such a good service in the beginning, and we had a good, like, good faith of talking and figuring it out. And I until did then, she didn't was service. she didn't was happy. She didn't was happy. So with what I here's did what her. she texts you. Good morning and happy Sunday, Benito. Thanks again for your understanding and for refunding me the funds back into my credit card. I agree to make a one-time payment for every future facial service I schedule. I have canceled the facial appointment for 1025. Well, that's a little suspicious. Um, And then he writes, happy Sunday. It's not what we talked about. I'm sorry. If you want to meet this week and talk on everything face-to-face, I will be happy. Have a great Sunday. We can meet anytime this week. And then you say, can we meet at the Starbucks across the street from the mall? He says, let me see. Then you say, I'm no longer interested in meeting with you. What happened? What changed from you're going to meet with them to you're not going to meet with them? So, Mr. Malul, we had had a phone conversation and he had changed the terms to the agreement. So he had indicated that that's what we were going to do moving forward, that he was going to be reimburse me. And that he was going to um, just charge me the 8863 for the upcoming facial service that never happened and never took taken place as of yet. Um, so then um, after that, he had sent me the resolution form, which was very different than what we had talked about. What did it say? 88 whatever a month for 12 months? No, the customer resolution form from the Better Business Bureau says that he was only going to give me $637. Yeah, where did that come in? Because there was another, I do see a resolution for it talks about six. So when did the $600 come into play, Mr. Malou? The $637 coming from that after that she says she don't want to meet with me, I try to figure it out again. I give her a call. I tell her, listen, um, I don't understand what is the situation. Let's figure it out like quickly. Um, I will do something like this. Instead, you're going to pay me because I didn't give her a refund. I never agree 
forgive her full refund. It was per this that she gonna pay 88 per month. This is the agreement that basically she talked about. And after she, do, she didn't want to see me anymore, she didn't want to meet with me. So I call her and I tell her, listen, I can give you $600 back, 37, half of the tax too. So you're going to only pay 437, whatever. And you're done. You don't need nothing. You don't need to pay anything. You don't need to come for facials. And I will give you, I will give you basically items as worth $400. She didn't agree for anything. Okay. Ms. Farrington, Ms. Farrington, here's what we got. We got the two of you trying to reach an agreement. We got the two of you not reaching a final agreement. He says he said one thing, you say he said another. Either way, you guys don't have an agreement, okay? You have, I believe with every fiber of my body that what he said to you was $88 a month for the next 12 months, and that was fine with you. Until you realize the way he wrote it, and then you say, that's lovely, thank you, and I'm just going to buy one. And then he said, wait, 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 that's not what we talked about. And then you're going to meet, and then you decide, I'm not meeting. I got enough with that one email. I'm not buying that. I'm also not buying your testimony in court where you tell me that you thought you were only paying $88. I don't buy that because here's your letter, the same exact email that you want me to look at that you sent to him is where you say, I was transparent in my verbal conversation with you and the text message canceling service with your store, canceling service. So you know that what you had was buyer's remorse. Okay. You know that, but you've come into court and you've given me this song and dance about how they defrauded you, how they, um, how they, you thought they were only going to, to charge you for a future facial, $88. You didn't look at what you signed. And frankly, I don't like people lying to me. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot If you can't come to an agreement, $88 a month and, you know, OK, I'll get a facial for $88 a month and I'll do it for 12 months. I have a contract if, or I'll take $600 and then I'll take $400 in product. You know, he makes you these offers. You don't take them. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. Put your hand down and listen to me. I am ruling. They have really good salesmen who stop you in the mall and you don't have the good sense to keep walking because you're interested. You want to see the product and you like the product and they're, they're selling you the product. And it's not like they're selling you magic beans. They're not jacking the beanstalk. They're selling you a product. You are a grown woman who has had facials her whole life. You know whether you want to buy that cup of coffee for 40 bucks or you want to buy it for 40 cents. Me. I'll buy it for 40 cents. It's not even worth 40 cents, okay, this cup of coffee, all right? But I look at it and I say, you know what? I am going to pay $200 for that cream because I love how it makes me feel. Or I'm not going to pay $200 for that cream. You make a decision. You are an adult. I don't buy things in places that don't give refunds, all right? You went to a place that had no refunds, and it said it nice and big right over you. Please don't look me in the eye and tell me you thought you were paying for a service you are going to get next month because I 
don't believe you. There are basically two things on that piece, three things. The price, $1,060, your signature, and the words, no refunds. And then I see right from your last email that you said, I canceled the service. You know darn well you bought it. So unless you two were able to reach a, a, a resolution, which you weren't, you leave me to enforce the law. And the law is not looking good for you, okay? The law is not looking good for you. You bought this, you're entitled to the service, you go in and get the service, or you don't go in and get the service. But I am not gonna order him to return the money because you signed very clearly 1,000 something dollars and your techs themselves admit that you were trying to cancel it afterwards. You have what is known as buyer's remorse. And you entered into this contract, not me, you signed something that said, no refunds here, I'm happy, I'll pay it. You change your mind, and frankly, hindsight's 2020. but you really should have taken one of the many deals that he offered you. Now, whether you two wanna work something out in the hallway is up to you, but my business is done, and based on that receipt, I am ruling in favor of the defendant. Thank you, Judge. So you heard the judge, uh, Ms. Farrington. She gave you quite a lecture there. She thinks you knew what you were doing, and uh, a deal is a deal. You you got to pay the money. Um, what are you thinking right now? I I do not accept it. Like you know, I accept her ruling. It is what it is. But honestly, I was tricked into into this. This is not what I had signed up well, for. Well, I'm sorry, but the judge found against you and uh, you're on the hook. Mr. Malul, um, I guess you're okay with the decision, right? I'm happy with the decision, but I want to say to Evelyn that um, we are a business. We're not playing game. We're here to make money. Um, I hope for the next time she's just going to think before she buy. And... All right. Listen, she's got the package now. She's got to pay for it. Can she get the facials? She can definitely come and enjoy from this. Or if she don't want to come because of the um, inconvenience between us, she can get the product yep. worth in $1,000. I will do it for her for good faith. Um, I give her some daily routine right. and I give her some stuff from the company that's worth more than $1,000. And I will do it from my heart. All right. Well, that's for her to think about. What do you think, Harvey? Okay, Doug. So this is a situation uh, that repeats itself over and over and over again. And this is where somebody gets really excited and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I want this. And they sign and they don't read what they're signing. This is such a good example. You got to know what you're agreeing to, especially when you're putting money down. In this case, the plaintiff, whether she knew or not, she didn't read it. And because of that, she lost. What universities did you and your husband attend? Oh, okay. Well, I went to the University of Miami for undergrad. The U. The U, which was the only university, it was the only college I applied to. The only one you were allowed to. The apply. only one that I was allowed to apply to. <laughs> well, of course. Because my parents would not let me go away because, of course, I was a, a you know, chaperone to my senior year in high school and was incredibly sheltered and they were first generation. Right. I was first generation Cuban-American and they were crazy. Um, and then I went to Georgetown for law school because somebody talked my dad into not being a crazy Cuban, and he um, right. he went ahead and said, yeah, go ahead. We'll support you. Do it. And I went to Boston College, undergraduate, and uh, worked for a couple of years. And then ultimately, I got into law school at a couple of schools, one in Buffalo, New York, State University of New York at Buffalo. and then well, tell, tell that story, because you were about to start in Buffalo. I was supposed to start at State University of New York at Buffalo on, like, Monday. And on Friday, I got a last-minute admission to another school, Suffolk University. 
And I kind of made the decision that weekend that it was a better environment for me to be with a certain group of people in Boston than a certain group of people <laughs> that I hung out I hope with. none of your old friends in Buffalo are watching. And it worked out well for me. It was yeah. the right time for me in the right place. And I did, I, I did well enough to, thank, thank goodness, get a good job when I got out of law school. I wasn't summa cum laude like you were. But you came to Miami and what happened that you didn't leave Miami? Because your plan was always to go back to Boston. Oh, yeah. I married a Cuban woman. Yeah. So... I'm here forever. That's right. You're stuck in Miami forever. <laughs> and it's not so bad, right? I it could say, be worse. I say I'm a prisoner in paradise. Right. So. This is the plaintiff, Frank White. He says he purchased a washing machine from the defendant, and the thing was a clunker that never worked from day one. When he tried to return it, the kooky guy tried to have him arrested for trespassing. How dare he? He's suing for $350. The money he's out. This is the defendant Richard Belodo. He says he used a third-party seller site to sell his washing machine. And if the guy has any beef, he should go complain to them. Good luck, though, because they have an all-sales final policy. Ha! He's accused of dirty laundering. All parties, please use your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. White, you are you are suing Mr. Billadou for three hundred and fifty dollars that you say he owes you because he sold you a non-working washing machine. Tell me what happened. Yes, uh, we was in need of a washing machine uh, due to hours breaking down, and we was on the service, so we needed to fill in. We got four children. Uh, the wife can't go to the laundromat every day. So we needed to find one online that would be, you know, efficient, reliable, uh, and inexpensive until our repair came back for our front-end loader. Okay. And we made contact with Mr. Defendant. Uh, he said he had a reliable, efficient KMO washing machine and in excellent condition and fully functional. So we was excited about that and made contact with him to, uh, to purchase it. So did you buy it? Yes, absolutely. How much did you pay for it? I paid $100 for it. We made arrangements at 9.30 that night after I got off work to meet with him at his home because I guess he got off late and uh, I went and picked it up with my brother-in-law that night at okay. 9.30. And did you test it before you bought it? No, ma'am. It was uh, in the center of his uh, living room. Uh, it wasn't hooked up or anything. It was just right in the living room. I trusted his word. He said it was working. It was fine. It was good. It was late. I was tired. And I felt that there was no reason for him to defraud me. Okay. Mr. Billadou, uh, tell me about the washer and dryer that you were selling. Yes, Your Honor. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I had a washer and dryer that was provided by my landlord. He, he provided a more efficient unit of both the washer and dryer. As a result, I listed the items on OfferUp. Wait, but um, they're not yours. They're at, your landlord's. Yes, he told me I could sell oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. That, that part was yeah. missing. So I was wondering what you were doing. Okay, so he said you could <laughs> sell it or get rid of it or whatever you wanted. So what he you said, did was yes. you offered it on OfferUp. And tell me about OfferUp. So offer up, uh, they, there are specific terms and conditions that we both um, agreed to. You know, all sales are final, and it states specifically that should the buyer actually uh, request, you know, to try 
the machine, he may do so. Um, in that instance, he did not. He had ample opportunity and offered to help him load it to uh, his pickup truck. And he politely declined. He used a dolly to wheel it out. Um, at that point, I believe maybe that's when uh, any damage occurred. Well, um, my question to you is, was the thing working before? 100%, yes. If it was, why was your landlord buying you new stuff? It was more efficient, more energy efficient. But your landlord doesn't pay the electricity you do, right? Correct. My current bill in the uh, summertime is around Why would the landlord care about that? Because uh, he was, he was uh, considering raising the rent. Did you ever tell your landlord that the machines weren't working well? I said that they were not energy efficient. Did you ever say they weren't working well? Other than energy efficient, did you ever say they weren't working? No. Were you surprised to hear from Mr. White that the uh, washing machine, according to him, didn't work? I was incredibly surprised. He showed up prior to 9 a.m. the following day, unannounced, uninvited, unwelcome. That would go against the terms and conditions uh, that we agreed to in signing the contract, along with the community guidelines. Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, that would go against OfferUp's policies? Correct. We're supposed to agree for a time and a place to meet, and he showed up unwelcome, uninvited, unannounced. Okay. All right. He was not supposed to be at the. At I know. The I understand that. But he had he texted you and said it doesn't work or he hadn't texted you yet. He hadn't texted me yet. When he texts you and says it doesn't work, what do you respond? I had responded. Have you checked the hoses and clamps? OK. And had you checked the hoses and clamps, Mr. White? Absolutely, ma'am. I'm over 50 years old. I know how to hook up a washing machine. OK. Uh, what was the problem with the washing machine, by the way? It was it was leaking water. It was feeling very, very slow. It wasn't, it just wasn't functioning properly at all. It's Do like, you have any video of the machine not functioning properly? No, he asked me for a video, which we didn't send a video. Uh, we texted him immediately, told him that it wasn't working correctly. Right, but and, how do, um, okay, can I just ask you a question? You know, I'm not to yes, be ma'am. offensive or anything, but I'm in court, so I'm in the business of making sure people prove the things that they're saying. You have a telephone that takes video. Why would you not take a video of the problem, particularly when the vendor asks you to take a video of the problem? Because you have admitted that the only reason you bought this washing machine was in order to tide you through while a repair was happening with your machine. How do I know that your machine just wasn't repaired faster than you thought? You had no use for this, so you're just trying to get your hundred back. Well, we're still waiting for our machine to come, so that's not, uh, but we still haven't got it. We had... I. He responded that after we told him it wasn't working, it was malfunctioning, it wasn't operating properly, and that we wanted to bring it back. So, you know, to find out what's going but on. But why don't you it. just, he okay. Just told me. See, because the so problem is that it became kind of acrimonious between you two because you were showing up without a, a designated time and place. Um, no, ma'am. <clears throat> well, yeah, because he I'm called sorry. the police. Didn't he call the police? That was on the second time he showed up unwelcome. That was at 11, 11 o'clock at night, Your Honor. Banging on your door? So... Banging on my door. on your and door. And that, I would say banging. Okay, go ahead. And at that point, I called 911. I was a bit concerned. His vehicle was out front of the house. It was obstructing my uh, uh, exit from the actual property. I is provided this, is this um, an apartment? photos. Is this an apartment building or a house? It's a house. It's a duplex. Okay, so the reason I see those concrete things is because you park there and your neighbors can park there, the other side of the duplex, right? Um, there, that's actually my driveway alone. 
So completely blocked in, unannounced, 11 p.m. Was pounding on my door at 11 p.m. And he, and he put the washing machine here, and then he stayed in the driveway. And then what though? What, were you still there, Mr. White, when the police came? Yes, ma'am. Actually, I called the police because he's not answering, nothing like that. I figured he's coming in late. So I was. I called the police once I got there. I uh, knocked on the door. It, it wasn't 11. It took quite took a while for the police to come, actually. And when I knocked on the door, I felt he was inside, but he didn't. I saw the curtain move. He didn't answer. So that's when I knew I had to call the police. I brought the machine back. So he, like he said, he would show me, check it out. If I'm doing something wrong, he could show me that it's working properly. And if it's not, I want my refund because you, you're trying to defraud me. You're trying to rob me. If, if Why would you not stand behind your machine if you know it's so good, it's so right? And now you're acting like I'm a villain because I'm trying to get straightening about the machine that my wife and I need to use. I had asked a question earlier. How do I know that your uh, other machine wasn't just already ready and you're just trying to get your hundred bucks back? And the correct answer to me on that is that you have provided a receipt for yet another interim machine that you bought like the next <laughs> yeah. day or something. Absolutely. And or, just so that your wife doesn't have to go to a laundromat. Well, you know, you could go too. I don't know why you keep talking about your wife <laughs> having to go to a laundromat. You could help out. But in any event, I do see that. Yeah. So I know that's not the answer. Here's yeah. where we have a problem though, Mr. White. It's, you know, I know that it's frustrating. Um, but the only way you can get your hundred dollars back is if you can prove that he has violated a warranty that he gave you. So the first thing you have to prove is that he gave you a warranty. All right. I know what he said in the ad. I mean, what he said in the ad is it's reliable. It's this, it's whatever, you know, I know the words he said in the ad. The problem is that both the law and offer ups rules put the burden on the buyer to beware. When you buy a used item, it is considered in the eyes of the law as is. And on top of that, you've got the rules of offer up that say all sales are final. I'd like to help you, but I can't help you because the only way you can be helped is if you can prove that he knew that it didn't work. Well, he assured me that it was working. And I have a a witness that said, I believe you. I believe you. That doesn't matter. When someone sells something and they say, oh, it's super reliable. It works. It's great. The problem is then it's on your truck. I don't know what happened on your truck. I don't know whether you know how to hook up a washing machine for real or not. I think you do. But I'm just saying (laughs) the time to complain is on the spot. So the time to test anything you're buying that is used is on the spot. My hands are tied and I'm ruling in favor of the defendant because I have no other choice but to do that. I wish you luck. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. So the judge finds for the defendant, Mr. Billadou, in this case. Mr. White, what are you thinking right now? I'm sure you're upset. I would say this. I I would know for a fact if you purchase something to test it on the spot. I couldn't test it. It was in the middle of his living room floor. I took him at his word, and I found out that everybody don't have integrity and they don't operate on a good principle basis for their fellow common brother man. So uh, I'm a little disappointed. I thought I had presented my case well. And 
Yeah, you sure did. Unfortunately, the judge said her hands were tied and there wasn't anything she could do about it because you had signed that contract and it was final. Uh, you seemed like a really nice guy. I feel sorry for you. Mr. Billadieu, you really do seem like quite a quite a stickler. Uh, you feel sorry for him at all? I don't think you do, do you? I do not, no. We, we both entered into this agreement on our own accord and uh and, and let me ask you about his his insistence that the washing machine was in your living room it was no way he could test it before how about that no uh, that's not necessarily true the uh my laundry room was uh just right around the the corner in the living room and i would have happily hooked it up and allowed him to test it if he had asked he had ample opportunity you would have oh that's very interesting all right well congratulations you prevail okay That'll do it. How about that, Harvey? Okay, Doug. So a couple of things. When the plaintiff buys a machine like this, what you want to do, <laughs> if you will, you take it for a spin, <laughs> meaning that the plaintiff should have plugged the washing machine in and tried it to make sure it works. And really, that benefits both the plaintiff and the defendant so you know what's being sold. Uh, also, in a situation like this, that if the washing machine doesn't work, um, and it's a private sale, generally, you're out of luck. You can ask for warranties, even if it's a private sale. You can ask that you get a 20-day, a 30-day warranty or something like that, and then you make a decision. If they won't give it to you, you either buy it or you pass, but at least then the decision's in your hands. When were you the most proud of the other? I'm gonna throw that at you first, so. I don't know if you remember this, but maybe two decades ago, when our children were very teeny tiny, we were at a diner, and there was a big poster. It was on a, a diner at a golf course in Miami, and there was a big poster on the wall that was framed that was a golfer who apparently had not had a good golf day, and he had punched the wife in the nose or something. It was, like a, it was a cartoon thing. It was supposed to be funny, and it wasn't funny. Right. Um, and you walked up to the old guy who owned the diner, Right. And what'd you say to him? I said, I really want you to take that poster down. I said, I'm, I, you know, I bring my daughter in here. She was like three, four years old and she was catching on to these kinds of things. I didn't want her to look at it and think that it's funny or okay to be sticking your fist right. in your wife's face. And, and in fairness to this fellow who was, you know, was probably in his 70s at the time, he nodded. He listened to you. He said, right. I'm going to think about it. That's and right. then the very next time we went, it was down. A week later. Or That's right. right. Yeah, That's he had right. taken it down. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, as far as me being proud of you, you give me stuff to be proud of every day, obviously. And uh, I had to go know. back two decades. <laughs> That's right. You got to go way or really reach that back. Was, There's got to be something this guy's done. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there have been there have been some times, uh, a couple times I can think of where you took on some unpopular causes. One who was being accused in the press in Miami of something that that she obviously didn't do, but there was an angle that was good for the press and they were playing it up. And you spoke out on her behalf. And I think it was even... It was um, during... You was were during my election, campaign. so you your, were, your publicist right. saw, called me and started oh, screaming at like, me to keep my mouth shut. what are you doing? And I, and you know, I, I remember talking to her and telling her, she can't. You understand? She can't sit there and be silent if there's like a gross injustice being done to someone. And that person was completely vindicated. Uh, two, year, years two, yeah, years later, two years later. Two years later. Two years later. And I'm really proud of that because it needed saying. <laughs>